Hello everybody and welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox meeting of adult children of alcoholics in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. My name is Anne. I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We're recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting in your area, go to adultchildren.org and click on Find a Meeting. This week, we're hearing from our friend Michelle, who spoke about grieving childhood loss. Please enjoy. Hi, um, I'm very grateful to be here. Um, I've been coming to this meeting for over a year. I don't speak a lot. It's terrifying for me to speak. It brings a lot of self-doubt and fear of being judged or saying something wrong, um, as I learned in my childhood. Um, so I'm going to start today with um, the first tool I use, which is from the Strengthening My Recovery book. Um, I do have the red book. I use the red book um, in my Audible file on my phone, um, which is a great tool because I can use it anywhere um, and it helps me. So how I usually start my day is I read from the day in this book. And so today is October 22nd and the word today is grief. Um, ACA meetings can unlock the grief that has not been addressed for years. Um, that's from the Big Red Book, page 68. The thought of doing grief or loss work doesn't sound inviting. It sounds as if we are going to a funeral. There's a deep sense of sadness just thinking about it, but when we review our childhoods, we realize that our sadness is actually waiting for an opportunity to be expressed. In meetings, we witness strong survivors of family alcoholism and other dysfunction as they visit their childhood funerals. We hear them share the current effects of their harrowing childhood experiences. This helps many of us start recalling the events that led to the feelings we have had of a conscious sense of loss. As we keep coming back, our memories and feelings keep coming back also, sometimes gradually, sometimes haltingly. But they do come if we are consistent in our meeting attendance. This is where we find the space to express the grief of our childhood losses. It's where we learn to heal after years of denying our feelings. Um, I can speak of my grief in that, um, for me, m my survival tool in my grief became um, disassociation and fantasy. So um, when I feel my grief, it's almost like I feel the loss of a dreamt up childhood, a make-believe family that didn't even exist. And um, I have a saying that I made up that is, you can't lose something you never had. And sometimes that's comforting to me because I, I feel the loss of a family that, that was never really there. So how can you lose something that you didn't have? 
um, and sometimes I find um, comfort in that. And how I got here um, was through divine intervention, a fellow traveler, um, someone that I work with. I was going through a massive abandonment um, through a breakup that was a rebound from, um, it was my rebound relationship after my divorce. Um, and if my ex was a boat with a broken rudder, this relationship was the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> and I have only that person, honestly, to thank for bringing me here because I really needed to hit a bottom. And I have a history of being a codependent and a para-alcoholic, you know, dating addicts because that's what I knew and that's where I felt comfortable. And um, although my ex was sober, I felt safe because I thought he was sober. <laughs> but um, I needed an active addict to, to bring me down. And uh, again, I only have that person to think, but um, I have to, express the feeling I felt when I first came into this room, and I'm probably not the first person to say this, but if anyone knows the um, Blind Melon video with the bee girl who comes upon all these bees and they're speaking her language, it's like, I feel like this room is that for me because no, I felt so misunderstood and shameful of who I was. I didn't even know who I was. So a little bit about that. Um, my, my family that um, created me, um, babies having babies, um, no tools for parenting, um, the biggest realization of that was when I drew my tree in the steps. And I was like, wow, I didn't have a chance. <laughs> of course I'm here. This is amazing. Like to really put it on paper and in reality and own the truth. And again, being my survival tool was disassociation and fantasy. So, you know, everything minimized it wasn't that bad but then when you look at it you're like wow that was terrible how could anyone do this to children <laughs> um, so uh, this this program um, I'll use the boat analogy again is kind of given me a sail and with these tools, I'm able to kind of rehearse where I'm going. And like, I actually am learning who I am and, and um, understanding that it's okay to be me. And um, for not knowing who I was for so many years, uh, my para-alcoholism for survival, I had to make everyone around me happy. Um, so I became a, a people pleaser, um, 
You wanted me to do this? Great, I could do that for you. You wanted me to do that? Great, I can be that. I can do that. I could do anything. And I could. I could do anything. Um, but at, at the cost of self-abandonment, because I just gave everything to everyone. I didn't know how to take care of myself. No one taught me that. I was born to please my parents and make everyone else happy. Um, and a little bit about that. So I'm the fifth child um, of five kids. My, my mother was 27 years old with five children. Um, and her bottom was picking up my sister and I and ripping us away from the family and going on find myself adventures. <laughs> um, and the abandonment that came through that was not just her taking us away from my father, but I have also three older brothers. So um, I, the, the grief of that, um, and that's where the, the, um, the tool of disassociating, too painful to even know what's going on as a five-year-old. Um, and um, my mother put my sister and I in a lot of harm's way. Um, we were children, powerless, couldn't protect ourselves. Um, you know, uh, it was just, you, you wonder, like, how do you get there? Um, these are very sick people who don't know even how to take care of themselves. So um, how I deal with my family now is I just try to love and accept them for who they are and where they're at today because um, they didn't have the tools to take care of themselves. So how do you pass on tools to your children if you don't have them yourself? So um, I'm gonna read a passage of something else that helps me and um, what um, kind of, um, awakened me, got me out of my disassociation, got me out of fantasy and into reality. And that was to rewind and go back to the beginning and see my little child that was, I essentially, I locked her away for protection. And to go back to the her and say, as the loving parent that, you learn through this program and and tell her that it's okay and she's going to be okay um, but I'm going to read the inner child passage thank you family dysfunction drives the inner child into hiding leaving states of fear that wander the adult soul. While the inner child of true self can be the spark of our creativity we must also remember the child is a deeply hurt part of ourselves. Um, so um, I'll, I'll give a little example. The, the first inner child session I had, 
Um, I had to go back to a very scary moment. Um, my mom used to put my sister and I to bed and then she would leave. And um, we never knew if or when she was coming back. And um, I used to give things power to protect me. So I had this little pillow and as long as I had my pillow, I felt safe. Um, but when I had to go back and, and relive this moment and um, pa parent myself, essentially be the parent I always wanted, sit on my bed, it's gonna be okay, you know, stroke my head. Um, but here's where my codependency was so powerful. And I said to my therapist, can I get out of bed and go give my sister a hug now? <laughs> and she said, no, you can't. She has to be her own parent and it's her journey. And that was this great moment where I realized, wow, I, I can just focus on me now. I don't have to take care of everyone else. Um, and that was a really powerful moment for me to realize uh, that it wasn't being selfish or, you know, just to be with me. Um, so I've, the inner child work has been really powerful um, for that reason. Um, I also um, wanted to talk about um, how with the inner child, I've also realized the more I get in touch and accept my truth and learn, I'm learning who I am and being empowered by that, you know, not living my life. I was in a marriage for 20 years where I lived his life. It was his friends, his decisions, a silly, uh, you know, I was repeating a pattern. Uh, I wasn't allowed to live my truth um, or have my opinions because um, that's threatening to uh, narcissists. A lot of my story, I've I attract narcissists because I'm an empath. So um, the good news is with these tools, I stand here today having shed I have nobody sucking the life out of me anymore. I have been able to say, no, that's not good for me. I don't have to please you anymore. It was like I was a, a gumball machine and people would come up and take these. Uh, it was like everything was gone. <laughs> it's like I woke up one day and I'm like, I have nothing left to give. There's nothing left. I was so depleted. I was exhausted all the time. Um, and uh, that I'm sitting here today saying that that's not true for me anymore. Like I'm starting to find uh, my strengths and my, I feel like um, it's like when I embrace my truth and I speak my truth, it, that's all I need. It's, 
It's as if my little girl that I locked up inside had the ruby slippers all along. And it's like with these tools, it's like, it's like my higher power is Glenda the Good Witch saying, you've had them all along. You just <laughs> didn't know it. <laughs> really, and we do. We're born with that. We're just being raised by sick people. You're meant to, to be off kilter and question yourself. Um, was that time? <laughs> wow, OK. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.